Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's porch over 50 years ago while his kids are running around. The front porch is a strange place to start an insurance business, but it's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. Smart woman. We're still family owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. We have a manufacturing class coming up on Wednesday, July the 12th at 10 o'clock. We're going to talk through all of our options and how we can help you with your manufacturing risks. Make sure you register toscano.com forward slash webinars. On today's episode, we're talking about creating an elevator pitch, how to sell yourself, but to do it the right way. It's a fine balance. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Good morning, Dana. Happy Friday. Good morning, Nicole. It's been too long, everyone. Hello. How I are know. You? I'm good. It's been kind of nuts. I've had a lot of interviews lately, which has been good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good to, to interview people and bring them on there and hear what their pitch is. Segway. Segway. Yes. Yes. We're talking about an elevator speech or like a pitch. But Dana, what have you been up to? Where have you been? What's going on? Mm, so much. Actually, I went back to Florida last Woo-hoo. week. It was so wonderful. Um, got to see my niece. Uh, she's about to turn one on July 2nd. So it was a next weekend already. Can't mm-hmm. believe it. Um, she's adorable. She's a little peanut. It's so funny. My mom calls her that because yeah. She, my mom is deathly allergic to peanuts. <laughs> she calls her a little peanut. And I'm like, you want to really call her that mom? But anyway, um, but she is so adorable. She's so tiny still. And uh, but she's in that crawl to walk stage, you know, mm-hmm. where she can crawl like a maniac. She tries to pull herself up and then she falls right back down. So but I think she's on the verge of walking. And I told my brother, you better watch out. Yeah. <laughs> and she's going to keep up with her brother. So I know got good exactly. motivation. Yeah. Awesome. So it was wonderful. It was great to see my brother and have some family time. And it, it was nice that the weather was beautiful too. Nice and hot. It barely saw any rain and all good. Was good. I, it was a much needed trip. Thank you. Good. I saw you were running on the beach. That's like the best. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was hot. It was 80 degrees when you got up in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, got to get out there early, but it was beautiful and I was done. Could walk on the beach and just enjoy it. Soak your yeah. feet in the sand. One of my water. favorite things. Yeah. I love to run on the beach. It is one of my favorite things. And, you know, my coworker, David, he lives obviously near a beach and you know, he gets down there all the time. But to me, I'm like, oh, running on the beach. Like that is like something I could do for the rest of my life. Can we bring the ocean closer to Pennsylvania? Can't we just do that? <laughs> I know. I know it, it was one. And I'll be honest. I didn't, um, I didn't run in the sand. I, I didn't do that. Mm. I, I, uh, I wasn't all for, you know, having all the sand through all my running shoes and, and plus it is harder. Let's be real. And oh yeah. Like hot enough. And mm-hmm. so there was this beautiful, um, sidewalk that ran parallel to everything it was a beautiful scenery so I kind of followed that along the beach but in the interim there was like these big condo buildings and things the nice part of that is it gave me some shade on the sidewalk yeah I was like okay like I'll break up not seeing the beach with a little bit of shade in between but anyway I always started ended right where the beach entrance was and and enjoyed it. So soaked awesome. up the sun. So thank oh, you. Nice. Well, you look like you have a glow to you oh, folks. Thanks. If you saw her, you would see her nice sun glow I, she's got going on. 
I feel faded. It's been a week already. So, but oh, you're Italian. It's Italian. You're fine. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm thinking this weekend's looking hot. I hope I can get to the pool and get, you know keep it going. So. Keep it going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, today I want to talk about elevator speeches or pitches. We all need this for different reasons, whether you are in the insurance industry, any industry, whether you're going for a job or you are passionate about something that you're trying to share with somebody, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're selling something, you're sharing something. Now, obviously this can be used if you're selling something. So if you're in a sales role, you should have a pretty good idea as to how to spit out what it is you're trying to share in about 30 seconds, the amount of time it takes typically for an elevator ride. That's the whole idea. So um, this definitely is easier said than done. You have to take time to practice this technique so you don't sound moronic when you do it. You don't want to be all over the place. You don't want to be tripping over your words or using words that you don't normally use because they won't roll off your tongue and you'll sound like you're trying to use words that you don't normally use. So you kind of want to keep it short and sweet. I don't want to say nobody wants to hear your life story, but this is not the spot to be sharing your life story. So this is, you know, what you want to get across quickly, clearly, accurately under those 30 seconds. So Dana, have you ever had to utilize this in your life, whether this is on the retail side, convincing your husband of something you wanted to do or your family, like... We've all had sure. to use this somehow, some way. Have you experienced this in your life? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the best at it too, Nicole, because like, I, I don't know. I'm very wordy to start with, you know, if you've listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I, I don't have a lot of I don't, the co- well, confidence, maybe. I don't know. I don't. Oh, like that's not talk, true. No, I mean to talk about myself. Like I don't have the confidence mm. in the words of how they'll come out of my mouth and, and what they'll sound like. Because my fear is I don't want to come across as arrogant. I know right. there's a difference between com- confident and arrogant. Yeah. Um. And I know there's been times like I have to go back to soccer and things. I mean, I was the leader that one of the leaders of the team. So there was times where I had to step up, be precise to the point. And it wasn't just about me. It was about us and how we got to tackle things and what, you know, the confidence, it was a pitch about what we knew about our team, how good we knew we are. This is what we need to do. And it's not long, but it's to the point and it's motivating as far as in that situation. Mm -hmm. I definitely know I've had to do it and step up, but in those situations, I'm so passionate, like you said, Yes. and actually the words can come out that way. And in that situation, for me, that is the team thing. It wasn't about me. So I was Mm -hmm. much more confident and I, I can be very much more confident whenever it is about a team setting my, my department, if I had to defend them or, you know, my coworkers, I'm so much better at that than, pitching myself. (laughs) And that's okay. Cause there's, there's all different types. It's not necessarily always about you. Like I said, it can easily roll off your tongue. If it's for something you're passionate about, like you were pumping up the team. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. We've got it. We can do this. Mm -hmm. Boom. So there's all different ways of doing this. It's not necessarily selling yourself, but you know, what you're trying to do when you are selling yourself, whether this is for, you know, a a new position or a promotion or a project you want to do at work, we have to use this many times throughout our career, not just when we're looking to change, you know, careers or positions. So we want to make sure that we prepare for it. 
being prepared boosts that confidence and balance it so you don't sound arrogant. You know, you don't want to sound like you're full of yourself. So this is a balance, obviously. So you really need to know who you are, what skills you bring to the table, what it is that you do, why you do it well, how you're bringing value to whatever it is, and what makes you different than other people in you know similar situations or similar roles to yourself, what your competitor is, whether it's a coworker or whatever. So very important to do that. You know, this is kind of, I don't want to say it's soul searching, but in a way it kind of is soul searching. Right. You know your strengths and weaknesses. You got to pay attention. Right. I think sometimes if you're, this sounds weird. Did you ever get backed in a corner and then you feel like you got to sell yourself, yeah. you know, and and sometimes that happens in challenging situations, you know, and even just in work, you know, something's getting thrown at you and you got, you're the one, you are the contact for that. Mm-hmm. And you might not have all the answers, but you have to, you have to defend and tell them what you know you can do or what you're working on doing and how you look to resolve this. This is your plan. I feel like that's, true every time that, that you become more confident in, in that kind of a pitch. It's a saving pitch, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean? but let me tell you, I, I don't have all the answers, but let me tell you, you know, that I, I know that we're going to do everything we can and so on and so forth and just defend yourself too. I mean, I think these pitches come, like you said, in many, many different ways. I have to share with you. I mean, my, my father was very successful, but he was so he was so good that at, at these pitches, like he was a salesman, but he, he, he could do it so tactfully without being salesy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So confident. He had that confidence and he had that stance if you were in front of him, but you Mm -hmm. liked them. Like he had this great personality with it. So you saw his true personality sincerity too. Like he, he really believed in what he was doing, what he was selling and in his product. And you just, ended up, he sucked you in, you know, those 30 seconds he'd suck you in. And then you wanted to hear more and work more with him. Right. He was just, he was fantastic at it. I wish there's times I have his, his confidence. I know that, but it doesn't come out as well and pronounced. <laughs> he does it. I will tell you that for sure. He's very good at it. Very good. Yeah. You know, I um, was proposing a new idea yesterday and I didn't even think about this as being a sales pitch, but the intro, which is, you know, like the Cliff's Notes version of my proposal as to what I want to do, why I want to do it, how I'm going to do it. That was a pitch. It was a pitch. It was 30 seconds of, okay, you had a chance to review my proposal. You know what it is I want to do. Here's what I'm going to highlight. Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's why I'm going to do it. And, you know, I believe in myself and my ability to make this happen totally a pitch. Now Mm -hmm. we can do a great pitch and sometimes we still don't get what we want and that's okay. Maybe we need to change our pitch a little bit, or maybe, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. It didn't match our skills or whatever it may be. But the most important thing when you are creating your pitch for whatever it is to keep it natural, you want to make sure you're always sounding like yourself. You're not, you know, reading something you found online from someone else and you're memorizing those words People can tell when it's rehearsed and it's not something you naturally would say. The last thing you want to do is sound like a car dealer. Like no one wants to sound (laughs) like a used car dealer, like no, not attractive, not something um, that you, that helps to lure people in. It really pushes people away when we're too heavy on the sales or, you know, a little bit too direct with things. So you want to make sure that you're creating something short and sweet about why you're special. 
or what you do, why what you do is special or how you do what you do is special. Um, Whether this is services that you offer or knowledge that you have or experiences, you know, sharing how something worked really well or sharing what your, you know, what you struggle with, what your weakness is. Mm -hmm. That is good too. It doesn't always have to be okay, here's all my A's and my shining stars. No, here is something I'm not good at and why, but what I've learned from it and how I do things differently. Right. And what I'm doing to improve it. Yeah. Right. And don't put yourself down. It makes you seem as though you lack confidence. So that's definitely not something that belongs in an elevator pitch. Um, You know, you can be humble. There's nothing wrong with being humble. Mm -hmm. This is not the spot to do it though. When you're doing this, this is sharing, you know, your good moments for sure. You don't want to, you know, put yourself down and sound as if you're not confident and and things like that. But um, I like to say this, and this is good because so many of the people in my family have no clue what I do for a living and that's okay. I don't expect them to know. They're like, she does something with insurance. You don't really know what she does. Like, that's okay. It's just something with insurance or, you know, family friends will be like, so how are things in the insurance world? And I'm like, well, good. Or they'll be like, can you help me write my car insurance? No, I don't do that. It's just a little different. Anyways. So (laughs) it's really good to pretend you're explaining your career to a friend who has little experience in your field. And most of us who work insurance in insurance, you know, we know this people have no idea. Right. No, I don't know about you, but when you get, so what do you do? I get a little sad. I go, I work in insurance and I, cause I, I hate to say that, but I think we've talked about this before, but some people are like, Oh, really? Like you said, they all jump to, Oh, my car insurance is like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, it's a little different. We're all, we're all not the same. You know, I, right. I think we do it with other professions, attorneys, they're all not the same, but we kind of group them all together. We all right. have different roles, yeah. but, uh, but you're right. I mean, we, we do need to defend. We're very good at what we do and we should be proud of it and we should learn how, to sell ourselves. And I'm yes. not, I'm very proud of my, what I do. Please don't take it wrong that when people ask me what I do, I just, for, I don't know. Like, sometimes I just don't know that they care enough. Right. <laughs> you know, the details, that sounds really bad. <laughs> it's like, hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially if it's in a group setting, you know, you're at a party trying to enjoy yourself. I've had, I've been put on the spot about claims. I'm like, this, I don't, so that's where I'm like, I don't want this to spiral. Like, I'm in insurance, so but if it's, it's just a hard. good friend, I can explain it. I'm fine with it, but it's so funny. Sorry. Yeah, we uh we met with we're looking at a different builder for our house because things have changed so much. So we just wanted to do our due diligence. And you know, I met this met with his builder and you know, he was trying to get to know us a little bit. And you know, he's asking my husband what he does for a living. And he's in project management and works with building materials. So they were really chit-chattering and then he looks over at me. He's like, what do you do? And Jared starts laughing. And I'm like, like I'm in marketing for an insurance company. And then the guy's like, well, do I know the company? I'm like, well, it's a wholesaler. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And I'm just like going down this path. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to you. Like, you know, and he just like, looks at me. He's like, oh, no idea. Like, Okay. I know. It's, I right. know. it's a very <laughs> significant role. It's just very hard for most people to really understand. And I think there's more of us out there than we yes. know of, you know, yes. but so many people are so much better at 
pitching it, you know, I guess and explaining it to someone else. So it's a good place to start to try to explain your career without using jargon to a friend who has little experience in your field. But if you are pitching yourself and it is for a position in the industry, you can start, you can tread lightly without the jargon because sometimes the hiring person doesn't always know everything you're talking about when it comes to insurance lingo. So, you know, kind of try to feel it out before you start throwing all of that kind of stuff in there. That can be um, a little bit confusing. You get the look, you know, the eyebrow raise, they have no idea what you're talking about. Um, so try to avoid that. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then you get the, oh, I feel so bad for you. Look. <laughs> or I'm sorry I asked. Like I, yeah. you know, or, you know, like uh, I was just Definitely. making polite conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, even my dad looks at me sometimes. He's just like, "Well, do you enjoy it, honey?" Yes, yeah. Dad, I enjoy oh, it. Did that make you curious of how they pitch you? Like, yes. I'm like, "Oh, what's your what's your daughter do?" You're like, she's oh, a geeky insurance person. Like, <laughs> I can just hear him. I can just hear him. I can. It's so funny. It is. (laughs) Love you, dad. Uh Okay. Anyways, uh, practice does make perfect though. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. You don't want to sound too scripted, um, but you do want to sound confident. You want it to roll off your tongue. So take the time to really dig deep, practice what you're saying, practice on friend, practice on your spouse. If they can understand what you're trying to pitch, you know, you you can be pretty confident someone else will as well. So, um, I tell people this all the time. We do a lot of webinars here where I bring underwriters on for Q&A sessions. And, you know, when they have something they want to share, I tell them to practice in the mirror. You will notice things if you practice in the mirror. Also recording yourself, you will find out if you're using fillers. You have 30 seconds. You don't want to take 10 seconds of those 30 seconds using fillers in your speech. It also makes you sound like you're not prepared and not quite as intelligent as you truly are. So if you're a person who uses fillers or gets nervous or, you know, like rocks in your chair or, you know, moves around a lot. I like try to sit on my hands because I'm always using my hands and it's just a natural thing for me, but it can be seen as a nervous type of action. So Rehearsing in a mirror and recording yourself can definitely help. Dana, have you done those things? Have you done that? <laughs> I had. Oh yeah. I mean, the first time I was recorded, I went for um, education in college, and I remember the one time for one of my education courses, they they recorded me teaching. You know, ah. this one thing, and and you had to watch back and critique yourself, and I wanted to just vomit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I made myself sick. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but. It, it was eye-opening, but actually one of my jobs um, on the retail side, I went and worked for another company for about a year or so. And during their training practice, they made us practice selling insurance. And I had already done mm. it for some years, but they wanted to record us uh-huh. and, and how we talk about the coverages. And I'll never forget they did it. And I never realized I was doing it, but I, I was like, I kept tapping the desk with my hand. Like it was like a I'm not a twitch, but like something like I, I didn't realize it. My, my, the teacher of this whole training program, she's like, did you notice Dana was, you know, I mean, everyone was being called out for everything and, but it was great. I mean, it's embarrassing. It is hard to see, but you got to swallow it and be aware. I mean, that's how you only 
become better, you know, right? So, like you said, sit on your hands, but if the chair rocks, I'm in trouble. I just go like <laughs> this. I don't realize it. What do I do with my legs? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I pace. And when I'm in person, I pace, but I do like to walk around the room. Yeah. I do that. So if I have a microphone that really helps me, but, um, I took a course in college, um, first time around and it was public speaking. And I love public speaking. You know, I've been doing it for quite some time. I've done a lot of motivational speaking that comes natural to me. Um, But I was really nervous in this class because the president of the university was also taking this class to improve some skills. So, oh my gosh, I would be like physically ill before each of these classes because the professor would just call you out, make you come up to the front of the room, unprepared, do your elevator pitch tell us what you got today, or, you know, they'd give us a topic and we had to do it. And I will say that watching the president of the university struggle with this made us all feel a little bit better because everybody does like, you know, he was not this perfect, well-rehearsed and, you know, he was, you know, more than 30 years older than me and he really needed to work on it. So that's good. um, But yeah, I used to get ill before that class. I did. So, so much of an upset stomach, but to wrap up on this, you know, this is a great thing to have in your tool belt at any time, no matter what, whether you're doing this for customers, for yourself, maybe a project you want to do or a change you want to make at home that you're trying to convince your spouse of. Um, The most important thing to do at the end of this is to stop talking. Um, Leave time for response. Have that awkward silence. A lot of us tend to just ramble on nervously and we never let the other person actually absorb and respond. The longer the silence the more they're, you know, processing the information and they're going to respond to you. So in a nice way, shut up when you're done. (laughs) Shut up and listen. Shut up and listen. We're asking us what I do. I start asking the questions. It's the worst thing. Like, Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to fill the void. Like, what do you think? So what do you think we should do this or do that? Like, let them Mm -hmm. respond. It's hard though. My tongue. It is hard. Um, So all of us have these watches on our arms these days. Set a timer after you're done. Just click it when you're done. Shut up for 20 seconds. That's the time. That's the sweet time. 20 seconds. Don't say a darn word. Seriously, I'm telling you, I tell people this all the time, set your timer. It, it feels will. like eternity. It does. That <laughs> silence is so uncomfortable. I don't care how long you've been in any industry. Silence is awkward. And as human beings, we all get kind of fidgety. So, but you're right. Some of the best, you know, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and watch interviews and things. And some of the best people that interview, you'll hear them ask a question, get dead silent and let them respond. And there's a silence there. Yes. And they just let them respond. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how is he not asking a follow-up? <laughs> Sitting there, Like I know what they're doing. And I'm just like, wow, they're so good at what they do. Cause they could, they could edit out this silence for a podcast. Yeah, it's, not, it's not that long, but they're live. Yeah. It's, it's usually right. a live oh, gotcha. thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. a live interview. You don't, the people really don't know all the questions coming at them. So you get a real react. That's the other thing. Yes. You get a sincere, real reaction. If you, and answer, if you really let them digest it, that's what they're doing. They're just right. digesting it. You know? Definitely. Oh my goodness. Well, this is a great topic. If you guys have stories you want to share about delivering your pitch, or if you're you know, trying to develop one, you need some help, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Podcast at Toscano.com. Dana, 
Thanks for joining me. I hope you get to the pool this weekend. Oh, thanks, Nicole. You too. Great to see everyone or talk to everyone. Have a good one. And I'm on the roll.